Wow, what a tune, what a start. Welcome to the Water Lab podcast brought to you by Fortune Favours Beer. I'm James Marshall and I know I've had some of the biggest names in the game on the podcast lately and it does not stop here. We have <laughs> the Tongan International. He's a Tasman legend, chief star. He's also played for the mighty London Irish and is currently carving it up in Japan with the Mazda Blue Zoomers. It is, of course, the one and only Tavita Kulamatangi. Welcome, T. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, mate. Hey, I know we tried this a couple of weeks ago and it didn't quite work out, so um, appreciate you giving it up a second time. <laughs> yeah, I had to um, shift a few things around my yeah. schedule. Eh? Um, yeah. Well, you're a busy man. You yeah, been pretty busy, eh? Yeah, so what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to at the that moment? That was a joke, guys. <laughs> Obviously, stuck here in... In uh, New Zealand, so I'm I'm still playing rugby. Yes, you're still obviously with Mazda um, in Hiroshima. Yeah. Uh, so obviously with with um, the coronavirus, uh, I'm not able to go back. So I've been here for uh, coming up six months, bro. Six months. Still getting paid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not, thank God. Not, hey. not the worst. Day. How do you get one of those gigs? I don't know. Bro. <laughs> do I don't you, know that's eh? what I need. One of those ones where <laughs> you get paid but don't play. <laughs> um, no, nah, pretty lucky. Eh? Have you had to take any pay cut? No, nah. no, nah. no, nothing. Sweet. It's a humble club, so Mazda's not getting paid big bucks like you did at <laughs> uh, Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely <laughs> are. Look at this house. Wow. Anyway, um, how'd you find Japan? Have you have you found your time in Mazda? And talk us a little bit about um, the lifestyle there. And oh, I love it, bro. Um, it's probably the one of the safest places I've ever lived. Um, the people, the culture, the food, everyone's just, yeah, so accommodating. And yeah. I've been there three seasons now, coming into my fourth. Yeah. Um, it was a bit hard the first season because I couldn't really speak uh, any Japanese. How do you go now? Um, not too bad. Yeah. I've obviously, yeah, I'm a bit rusty now because I've been back here and haven't been... It. Yeah, so the more you speak it, the, the better you are. But so your club doesn't have a translator, eh? No. Nah. So you get, you get so yeah. <laughs> you, you, I got thrown in the deep end, so sitting in the front seat there, and um, the coach goes up to do his, you know, his team talks and yeah. what we're going to do for the day. It's <laughs> like you just <laughs> just got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just got to make sure that you look like interested and try not to yawn a lot. But yeah, you sort of. But once you're on the field, bro, you. Um, Obviously, just yeah, just get rugby's a universal yeah. language. So, whatever the guys, what he's trying to explain, you you sort of get the the gist of what he's what we're trying to do. Yeah, body language. But um, he can speak. Yeah, our, our coach um, used to play for Toshiba, so he can speak a little bit. But uh, most of the trainings are in, in Japanese. So, um, lucky enough to have one of the boys, um, Joe Kamana, who's now um, Come coach. But um, he was. He was our translator, oh, so we'll, after um, the coach speaks, we'll go up to him and be like, oh, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> and now that's your role, now that he's gone, because you're... Oh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's me and um, Sam Christie, I don't know if, yeah, you, everyone yeah, yeah, should yeah. know him. Yeah. Played for Waikato, played a few games for... Um, um, the Force? The Force, and he was in Benetton for a few years there, so, yeah, it's me and him from um, New Zealand. The one, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on was... With the recent partnership of Fortune Favours, I'm currently sipping on the Green Bullet Pilsner, which is going down really good. What have you got? I've got the Cuba Duba. Cuba Dupa. How do you like Blood that? Orange Pale Ale. How are you finding that? Uh, I'm not really a beer guy, no. but 
I can drink this. Oh, that's good, eh? Um, the, and the that cans are pretty nice, eh? Hey? It's a matte black can <laughs> with like um, <laughs> rainbow colours on it. Oh, mate, welcome to the team. You're good. At, you're a good salesman. So with that partnership, I thought it was only fair to get you on because, I mean, I've played what sort of twelve years, and I've never seen a drinking performance quite like this. It was, we went to uh, a pub where you had to drink um, a pint of every beer they had on tap, eh? and it was, <coughs> I think it was, what, 16 or 18 pints? And I think it's 18, yeah. 18, and it was first one finished, um, won the tour jersey yeah. or something. And this was years ago. Guys, years so ago. <laughs> what, what must have been like 2010? Yeah, 2010. 2010. So 2010. And oh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I think I was up to like my fifth one, and anyone who knows me knows I'm pretty good drink <laughs> yeah, yeah. you still are I'm a, I'm a pretty guru when it comes to it but oh i remember looking over at you and you for someone who didn't like beer i just could not believe you did 18 pints in under an hour it was one of the greatest performance you'll ever see eh? was a, was i don't know about the now <laughs> under an hour but talk me through that what was that like and how did you do that yeah so obviously the name of the game was to try and finish 18 pints so big bucket, so what are they called? Yeah, pints. Yeah, pints. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't push it to buckets. <laughs> yeah, so um, every time you finish a drink, you'll go up, get a, a, a stamp, um, a stamp yeah. on your hand, um, and then you'll get the next next drink. So um, I was coming in fresh, eh? I was ready to go. End of so season. It was the end of season do. Um, I'm always up for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really a big drinker, like, during the year, yeah, just um, I just save it till <laughs> end of year occasions, yeah, like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, most of the boys uh, obviously had a big night before, yeah. and um, I was coming in like the uh, you know silent assassin yeah. out the back there, and uh, I think it was Q Quinton McDonald. He was he was going pretty good, eh? Was so it was me and him neck and neck, tail. and um, <laughs> I was just yeah, so. <laughs> I was really keen and, yeah, just really paced myself and... Um, <laughs> Definitely didn't pace yourself, isn't it? <laughs> you just went for it and finished it. I, I, I'm not a big sculler, so, yeah. yeah. I just Pacing myself in terms of, like, sculling, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, just I wasn't just, like, boom. Had the camel back on, <laughs> constantly <laughs> chipping away. Yeah, I think I got to the end, it was, um, I think they had, it was a three... Three berry cider. Oh, the last the one. Best one. Yeah, I got stuck um, on some real tart coffee one, which was no good. That was yeah, that was sick. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was in the middle, so yeah, yeah, I think that was that was my bump there. I took I took maybe a good forty or forty five minutes on that. <laughs> forty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, got to the end and um and and won and everyone yeah. was like what the? yeah no one believed like, that everyone was like does he drink <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> seen him drink before he just goes to church and <laughs> undercover <laughs> but yeah and then to everyone's <laughs> amazement i won and i uh, got the uh i got the jersey i still got that jersey yeah, actually yeah well, fair enough. it's got all the pints and um framed on the wall yeah. so it could be up for grabs uh maybe this year <laughs> Put it might, on might, the line. might ask goody if uh oh yeah Wants to try oh, yeah. Obviously, we're not going to condone that sort of behaviour. But nah, um, maybe like milks or something. Yeah, yeah. Games changed. <laughs> games changed a wee bit now, hasn't it? So, uh, but from then on, you sort of had this reputation as the like 
everyone sort of looked at you as like, oh, well, Tavita, yeah. watch him drink. And well, it didn't help with you. Because like, <laughs> everyone that knows James Marshall, he always like, tries to pump you up like, <laughs> bigger than what you really are. Like. Mate, yeah, I didn't need to with that because you had already proved Every that. time there was a drinking session, you'd be like, oh, watch this guy. Tavita can drink. <laughs> and then the time I built you up too much was um, uh, the Christchurch races when we went down. Um, we always went down to the races and on before the Saturday, um, the New Zealand <coughs> Cup day, we'd go around to a mate's house and we'd have the six before six challenge where you drink six cans of beer or six um, vessels in, um, before six in the morning. So um, that was always a good time and built you up a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight, eight o'clock, you're in the garden sleeping next door. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, these guys were conditioned to it. They've obviously been doing it for years. This was my first races in Christchurch, so um, I was coming in like a deer in the headlight. I've though. never seen someone so excited. <laughs> I was keen. Um, so so we got there. Everyone's having their six before six. So yeah. we, we finished them. And then it goes on to the wine before nine. Mm. Um, so you got a few hours. But me being me and Jimmy <laughs> being Jimmy, like... <laughs> I had I probably yeah scaled my wine before six <laughs> thirty, <laughs> and that wasn't good. I haven't felt like I haven't had that feeling before when I drink. Like man, I need to go somewhere. I need to lights out. I'm done. Like so, <laughs> especially that early. <laughs> I looked for the closest. I went. I went over to the neighbours and they had a lemon tree there. Like that was a good position to go and it was. It, it looked really comfy, so I went and just crawled under the tree there and just <laughs> closed my eyes for it. felt like a couple of seconds, but obviously it was... A couple of hours. Maybe. No, nah, it wasn't an hour. would have been like 40 minutes. Yeah. And they were knew you were missing, and we, I think my brother got a call from your wife who was like, have you heard from Tavita? He's not getting back to me or something. We are like, shit, where is Tavita? And then we sent out the search yeah. party, and you were all cuddled up under the tree. <laughs> Lights out. But, yeah, I woke up and carried on. Um, but I was in not a good shape, but <laughs> no, you sold, soldiered you, on, soldiered yeah, you, on. You found a new life, sound, found a second wind, and I lived up to your yeah. reputation so in the that, end. Yeah, after that's, the that's when the um, <laughs> yeah, that's when that that legend died. <laughs> it hasn't come back since then. How many years has it been? <laughs> Five years later, still. Oh no, I can't, no, yeah, I can't do that now. Man. Probably can't come back from that. That's that was your stag do, by the way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. That's why. That's why you're so excited. Yeah, just had to do it for you, bro. You know, you're for the boys. Yeah, you're one to never let anyone down, and uh, that's what everyone loves about you. But anyway, let's go back to the start of your journey, and we, me and you, probably have the most similar pathways that you could imagine. Really, we were both born yeah. in Auckland, had the, and we've crossed over careers like the whole time throughout yeah. our. Um, Throughout our journey, which is pretty cool. So take us back to the start. <coughs> so, obviously, from Auckland, born in Auckland, um, Middlemore, Middlemore Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, bro. Um, I all four. <laughs> <laughs> Are you my brother? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So brought up uh, in South Auckland, uh, Mount Wellington, Otahu, Otahu, yeah, to be exact. Um, and mum and dad were um, ministers of. Uh, Free Wesleyan Church of Tonga, so 
there was an opportunity down in Nelson, here in Nelson, um, for Dad to come and Mum and Dad to come and minister. So we moved down here in '97. So you were nine. Yep, was nine. Um, and being here, like in Nelson, like, jeez, it was like <laughs> we've come to the the zoos, like, and we were the animals. So <laughs> there wasn't many like brown faces around. Oh, was um, it was yeah. So. Um, it was a bit to, different compared to, compared to Auckland. Yeah, 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 like massive. Where like I was the opposite. Polynesian. I was like one of the only <laughs> white guys in South Auckland. <laughs> then, angry, I, eh? then I came down. Yeah, was was Mangere Bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So moved down here in '97 and um, been here ever since. Uh, mum and my dad's still here. Mum passed away, uh, and um, yeah, just enrolled at Stoke Rugby Club. Yeah, it must have been under under tens. Yeah, under tens. Yeah, and I just my first memory of you was just you rocking up. You you weren't big or you weren't like. No, I wasn't a big kid, eh? But no. um, I always had a, a bit of speed and power. Um, Holy heck! <laughs> like not many nine year olds are powerful, but you were just like next level. I like, couldn't to believe. To be honest, it. bro, I can't really remember. Well, I remember it very much. well. So I'll <laughs> let me let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, you too. I remember just. I think we'd always the game plan was sort of get you the ball and sort of back you up just in case you got jersey scrag because <laughs> if they got anything more on you than that they were getting sent flying so um, yeah you were just a beast and you turned that Stoke team <laughs> round and season round but I remember you, you came to the first game with like no boots eh so was yeah that, no. was that a boot sponsor <laughs> issue or oh it was like I don't come from a very rich family like we're pretty humble eh yeah. Um, so, I think yeah, it was it was hard to to even get to pay for that season oh, like, yeah. for the club for rugby. So um, I thought you were getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you were that good. So as I as I went on, I obviously got boots and. So did know. you play games with no boots? No, I, no, you yeah. got boots. I yeah. think it was like the one of the first couple of trainings. Yeah, that yeah. that's cool. Just turn that's up with. Not much, but um, it goes to show to kids like there's no excuse for not playing. Eh? Yeah, like, hard. And these days, like I coach my son's under six ripper team, and um, the manager of the JB brings in like used shoes, oh, like, yeah, yeah. secondhand shoes yeah. for kids, and yeah. that's awesome, man. And like I wish I had that. We had that back in the day. And yeah, that just really helps. Eh? And yeah, it's it's amazing to see how many kids that don't have, still don't have, have boots. And yeah, yeah, that that goes a long way to for them to. Um, you know, keep interested in rugby. 100% and there's proof sitting next to me that you can still make it to the top even without boots. So <laughs> it's like cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but then we obviously, you went to college. You you had the choice of going to Nayland College or Nelson College, which yep. Nelson College is obviously a traditional rugby school, one of the yep. best in New Zealand, and you chose Nayland. Which yeah, so it? I went to Nayland. Nayland's a co-ed school. Yeah. Um, I live in Stoke, so it's... Nayland's in Stoke, which made sense to go to, to, to Nayland. Yeah. Um, so what you got you across to Nelson College in the end because you decided to jump ship in um, your seventh form year? Yeah, so I got an opportunity. I think it was – I got the call from Greggy. Greggy. <laughs> what a lad. Uh, G Rugby. Um, and he he just gave me a call out of the blues. I asked if I, I wanted to come to to Nelson College to play, play for the first 15 or – Opportunity to make the first 15 first. Nah, you were in there. And then um, I said, yeah, why not? That was coming up to my last year of school. Yeah. 
I've always wanted to go to Nelson College, but mum and dad wouldn't let me. Um, obviously, money was involved in that. Like yeah. we didn't. We went. Obviously, we weren't the wealthiest family, so we couldn't. I couldn't really afford to even have a, a uniform sort oh, of right, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, got a, got a scholar. I got offered the scholarship. Yeah. Um, and I ended up boarding there, bro. Yeah. So that, yeah. that Rutherford Rutherford House. Um, and it was the best best year of my life, bro. What was that? Both rugby and education. I don't know whether because it didn't have, um, yeah, there was no girls around, <laughs> no distractions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I wish I wish I went earlier, bro. I remember when everyone found out that you had they'd signed you, and man, the celebrations went for a few days. <laughs> everyone was pretty excited <laughs> that you were going to turn the. Nelson College team into the fortress it is now and it sort of hasn't looked back since that signing. So. Like for me it was an opportunity. I knew that I wanted to be a rugby player. Yeah. And for me to be to be um, recognised and have more opportunities, I, I had to change schools, bro. Because yeah. Nalan at that time, they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they were more... Uh, um, they were more big on their basketball and volleyball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I played volleyball, by yeah. the way, and um, you're good at that too. Aren't you? Yeah. So uh, I, I knew that rugby would have gave me a, a, a better pathway then in my life than if I stayed at volleyball. <laughs> yeah. um, if everything's obviously not sponsored, and you have to pay for everything, which in my boat wasn't really yeah. the right one. Yeah. And um, yeah, for no. me, it was fitting. Enough, no regrets for sure. And then out of um, Nelson College, the Tasman Academy picked you up pretty quickly. And um, yeah, we we both yeah we both got picked up by um, Tasman Rugby. Eh? Yeah, and did some study together. <laughs> <laughs> we got offered a um, a scholarship yeah. uh, for NMIT. What did you study again? Uh, <laughs> applied fitness. Yeah, yeah. You're quite good. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for me personally, it was. Yeah. Like to show my parents that I'm not <laughs> just going to play rugby. Like I'm actually doing something productive. Yeah. Um. So they were like, "Yeah, stay here and um, do some study. Do some study and education. How good." Um. Little did they know that <laughs> we we obviously passed our first year. Yeah, we were studying, but it wasn't the priority, was it? Yeah. Well, it was hard because we had the academy training where we had to wake up at six in the morning. Yeah. Or start at six. Start at six um, for our gyms, and then in the afternoons, training we'd have after skills yeah. and. Where do, you, where do you fit your study? So like, that was the yeah. question, eh? But um, we tried hard, and we both finished what just a little bit short, a couple of papers short of our, um, our second year, yeah, our diploma. diploma, which is a bit of a shame. But um, I know so Pogo's a big listener of the Water Lads, so maybe she can. Yeah, she's awesome. She comes to um, look at some papers. Gym, um, yeah, she's a member of the gym. Oh, wow. Um, 45, what a gym. So we, the next step from the Tasman Academy was uh, New Zealand under 19. So how was that for you and how did you make that? Yes, so we both made the under 20 Tasman team. Um, and it, there wasn't a, quite a, wasn't a big uh, competition back then, so I think it was just a few games. Yeah. So playing like the Marlborough team. Yeah. Um, and then we went down to... Christchurch and played the Colts. Was yeah, it? yeah, that's right. And um, what's the stadium called, bro? That 
Jade Stadium? Jade Stadium. That's that right. was awesome. And that was the first and last time I played. You scored one of the greatest. No, strikes. you scored. Oh, yeah, you, you <laughs> set it up, didn't you? You, threw, you did like the um, Sione Falmawina over yeah, your head. That was fast. One of the greats. That probably cemented our um, our position in, in getting named in the <laughs> Yeah, the, in the, the selectors team. probably only saw like that <laughs> one minute <laughs> of the game. <laughs> in the uh, New Zealand under-19 trial. So, um, and, man... Just the calibre of players back yeah. then, like heaps of them were playing ITM Cup already, eh? and yeah, we were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> most of them were, eh? and yeah. we, us, us humble <laughs> Tasman. I felt I players felt well at a place there, to be honest. But yeah, so like the name, a few of the names were like um, Israel Dag, um, like Nasi Manu, yeah. um, Sean Maitland, yeah, to name a few. Sam Whitelock, yeah. yeah. So that era. Aaron Smith, Cade Pokey. Yes, uh, Heaps of them, eh? Yeah, so it was like, man, sort of, I definitely felt out of place. Like, um, yeah, like, whether I deserved to be there or not um, was a different story, but um, I definitely learned a lot at that camp mm. and just learning... Um, what it takes to be, you know, up there and to be a professional yeah. rugby player. Um, it's not just the rugby, it's, you know, it's your whole lifestyle yeah. revolves around it. So that's, that really um, cemented the foundation for me, like, going forward. What what I had to be like to, you know, to be successful. Yeah. And then from there, you it took a, cup, a couple of years for you, but then you worked your way into the Tasman market. Yeah. So as a as a flanker, I was on the light side. Mm. So I was always on the light side, and I don't know if <laughs> most of the times that I didn't make teams was the same um, answer from them. It was like you're too light, mate. Yeah. But for me, that's just another way of them saying, "Mate, you're too shit." <laughs> like what? Like yeah. I wish they just said, as "Mate, a you just need to work out." You just need to work on this and that. Um, your weight's weight's actually not an issue if you've got the heart for it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got the heart and ticker and yeah. like nothing can stop you. And it's a common, it's such a common thing, eh? especially for um, loose forwards that you're too light. I remember, I mean, Artie went Look, through. Artie, Artie's a perfect example, yeah, bro. Yeah, like he's hissing, and he's what, hundred and four kilos. I remember when he first came on the scene, he would have been well under a hundred, and yeah. He was hissing, so I think it's just winning that like collisions and stuff, eh? And they just love to say, "Oh, he's too small. Yeah. You can't. You won't be able to win collisions at that yeah. weight and stuff." So, but then again, I, I can't remember who the who the sevens were. Matt Todd back then. Oh yeah, Matt Todd, um, John Hardy. Yeah, so <laughs> so great players. Yeah. Um, I I wish they just had honesty from the get go. You know, yeah. I knew straight away like what it was, but. Yeah, for for coaches, if you're a coach out there, just <laughs> tell it straight, man. Like these guys are better than you. Honest feedback. Um, it's not because of your weight. You're just you're not not good enough yet. Yeah. And that's all. Like I I read between the lines and yeah yeah. And you went and got massive and look at the size <laughs> of you now. Holy heck! I was I'm still not a massive guy, but what? um, I went back and worked on a lot of things that you know. And that helped me to to get to where I am today, and um, 
and that's just from pure determination and not giving up and working hard and um, not giving, not caring about what people say about you. Yeah. Um, and not letting that really linger in your head for for what you do. Like, yeah. Real talk. So you obviously had, what, two or three years where you just worked really hard, got big, got strong, yeah, so got physical. Going back to academy, um, just working hard. Um, yeah, so had a few more years in academy um, and just being around professional players like the Marco. So we'll be training in the gym. So we'll be training before the Marco boys come in. And I would I would actually stay a little bit later just to watch them train. Oh, yeah. In the gym. See what they do. And see what they do and sort of just mimic what they, you know, and and that it sort of started from there. And just copying what the pros do, is, yeah, that really, really helped me get to where I am. And I had probably a good three years um, of not making it. Yeah. Like being in the training squad and... Um, Thinking this is your year, mm. I had a you know I've I've had three or four times you know the disappointment of not making it for that year and um, and each time it's made me stronger um, and just made me want to go train harder mm. and um, that day when I made that year I made the the Tasman team um, we we actually won uh, the the the, rug, the comp so Stoke won the Oh, that's the, right. The rugby comp, and um, it was an awesome year, and um, and I said to myself, if I'm if I'm not going to make this team this year, I'm like I'm going to give up. Uh, did you? Oh, true. <laughs> I'm going to give up here. Yeah. So I was thinking of what's my mix, next move. I was going to go um, to Aussie. So B and I, my wife Belinda, um, we were going to go over to to Melbourne and and try out. Sure. Try rugby over there because that was Rebels. Rebel, Rebels, the Rebels were going to start start up over there, and yeah. I was thinking this is a good chance to go over and try and you know make a, make a name for myself. Yeah, and so after after we won the comp, the team was named for the 2010 um, Tasman Marco team, and yeah, my name was. Was um, na well, my name was on there, yeah. and I uh, got the call from KK and Leon. They were the coaches back then, and um, just the the weight off my shoulders, bro. Like, this I can't explain it, but yeah, it was all that hard work and all that disappointment was worth it. Yeah, yeah. How cool! It was awesome. It's just singing. One thing that. It I know. I remember about you, and I'm sure everyone who's played with you would know that you are the best teammate to have in terms of like doing like the little things off the field, like sweeping the floors, cleaning up the changing rooms, always tidying the gym, and little things like that, which don't go unnoticed. You are like definitely like the best teammate I've had in that respect. So, Stop it. no, that's <laughs> genuine though. But how do you? Um, where does that come from? What? What's mate? What's got you into um, doing all that? I think it comes from back when I was, you know, young and um, from my mum actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'd wake up 
and um, tidy the house. Or actually, I'll start off. I'll wake up every day and and make the bed. Yeah. Because I'll sleep with mum a lot. Oh yeah. Um, make the bed, and then I'll go and and tell mum to come and look look at what I've done, and her reaction. Um, that was like a motivator for me. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but I guess I had that intrinsic motivation. Good word. Eh? Um, from the start, and that was the foundation. I liked, I loved to be praised. Yeah. Like that feeling of praise, I would always want, and and that, and as I got older, um, it's always de- developed into a, the team environment. Yeah. Um. Um, where I wanted to just be the best that I can be for yeah. the boys, and that's that's where I started. So I just love to to be a team man, like yeah, you know, like I liked your reaction. I liked so and so's reaction, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, it's not even just on the rugby field for you, is it? Because yeah. we moved in down to Nelson the other week, and you were the first one around <laughs> unpacking all the boxes, um, just. Yeah. Willing to help in any situation. Yeah, and I guess sometimes it's become a curse, bro. Like, <laughs> flip. <laughs> Coming home and just being like, oh, man, this is not done. That's not done. Like, I can't just sit down and oh, so be like, relax. I have to be like, oh, I've got to do this first before I oh, relax. And yeah, yeah. And I can't, you know, now I can't, it can't be a dish in place sort of thing. Like, <laughs> I've got to put it in the dishwasher. Oh, I've got to wash it. Um, but yeah, in, in team environments, I've always been like that, bro. And um, th- yeah, that's that's just the life skill that I've. <laughs> I don't know if it's who you are. Yeah, it's just who I am, bro. I was gonna help you out, and was um, if you're a good friend of mine, like you're gonna be my mate for life, sort of thing. Like, yeah. and like I'm gonna do um, anything for you, sort of thing. And that's, I guess, that's my way of um, showing love. Yeah, you know what I mean, and showing love for my players and my teammates. Mm. And yeah, jeez, that's bloody powerful stuff. And then from you, you made the Chiefs. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were carving up for Tasman. That's yeah. how it happened. But so, um, yeah, the hardest thing was getting the opportunity. So you got the likes of Shane Christie and um, it was Jonathan Poff back then. They were yeah. the two sevens um, playing back then, and um, just waiting for my opportunity. Obviously, Jonathan Poff went over to the Wasps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was just Christie and I, and um, but yeah, getting the opportunity and just playing f- um, rugby frequently and that, at that high um, level. Yeah, got picked up from uh, by the Chiefs. Um, I think it was a uh, uh, Tom Commentary oh, gave me the call, bro. Um, I was like, hey, "Who's this?" <laughs> I never heard of Tom, but obviously now I do. Um, yeah, he's like, "Oh, he's keen to come come up to the Chiefs," and like being me, like oh, I've always wanted to go to yeah, the Chiefs, yeah, yeah. mate. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the the Blues could have called me, I would have said the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And um, and uh, I didn't know Tom, but um, I knew Renz. So Renz was um, the coach of the under-20s back then. Yeah. Um, and I, I've had a lot to do with him. Um, 
and so went up there and spent uh, I think I did three years probably for 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 the Chiefs. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it, but I was just plagued with with injuries, bro. Yeah. So I remember your debut was against the Crusaders, and yeah, you carved it up that game, and um, uh, you weren't supposed to play, or um, no. something. What happened in that? What had that debut happen? So preseason, I um, I rolled my ankle, so I was out form. This was your first year. My first year. So, yeah. so um, it wasn't a good start. Um, so I missed a whole lot of the preseason, and I only just got back to running, um, maybe three weeks before the game. Oh, true. <laughs> that I was, my fitness was good. <laughs> it wasn't really good. So, um, Sam Sam Kane and um, Tanero Latimer were in front of me. Yeah. Um, Great players, obviously, and they both got injured as well, bro. And then I was just coming out of my rehab, yeah, and got put in the deep end. Oh, true. <laughs> got named, yeah, um, to start against Richie McCall, bro. Oh, so yeah. I was like, how good is this? <laughs> Great timing. I didn't have to do, even though I was slogged. Yeah, I had to do a lot of grinding yeah, and a lot yeah. of you know what blacking on. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. All worth it. You got your opportunity that yeah. you've been hanging out for for so long. So I got the opportunity and, um, man, it was the scariest. <laughs> what, before the I game? I lost sleep, yeah. Did you? I didn't have a good sleep. I was drinking water like it was running out of fashion. Um, what, before the game? Or yeah, or the whole water? day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just as leading up to the, oh, just yeah. leading up to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just, yeah. Going out for a stretch yeah. every oh, half yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, just couldn't sit still. This is you know, so we play at seven, seven, seven thirty. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is so many hours before the game. <laughs> I'm already playing the game in my head and like <laughs> Richie McCaw going down. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get him in the rough. <laughs> but yeah, came to the game. Uh, it was surreal. Eh? It was awesome. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I think I played the first half. Coming up to the first half, I was like, I'm feeling good. Yeah, it was one of the better first halves from yeah. a debutant I've ever seen. But. <laughs> yeah, obviously I wanted to make a mark. I wanted, yeah. didn't want to let the boys down. Yeah. Um, so I was going all out, and 120% out. And um, came to like 10 minutes before halftime. I was like, <laughs> geez, I'm feeling, I feel like I'm going to cramp. <laughs> You've always had issues with cramping. I've always right? had issues with cramping. I don't know if it's, it must be just the generic. Because dad, dad actually cramps a lot. So. Oh, does he? Stop for you, dad. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. So um, <laughs> I, I was feeling that I was going to cramp. So I started cramping in my calf. When was this before halftime? Just, just. Once half time got there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we went back into the changing rooms and yeah. um, was just rubbing, um, what you call deep it? Heat. Deep heat. into yeah, it. Yeah, hard yeah, out. Yeah. Drinking lots of water. Go back on um, for the second half and it was like maybe five or ten minutes in and I was <laughs> like just whole body cramp, bro. Calves. Calves went. Both calves went. Did my hammies. Then quads. Jeez, it looked like I got All like, sniper, time, bro. Right. Yeah. So I'm, Running on the field like this, bro. <laughs> like looking around, like, get me off. 
Trying to make tackles. <laughs> I remember you getting carried off, eh? Oh, so this no, it gets better, bro. So yeah, I'm like, it's like a sniper shot me sort of thing. I'm yeah. down, but I'm like, yeah, I'm try, still trying to move. <laughs> they eventually get me off, and um, all of a sudden, um, big gets hit. It was a big head clash with Guzla. So oh, Ben Afiaki and um, Brady Retallick have a big head clash. And, yeah, I think that's when, when Big Six had to... Retire from that. From, from that hit. True. Yeah, bro. So, which is, uh, yeah, scary. Um, but that's rugby, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had to go back on. So I had like... No I've probably had like... Five minutes on the bench, yeah, yeah, and I had a good stretch. And I, I still like, I still knew if I, man, if I, if I go run at a hundred percent, I'm, it's gonna happen again. So they chucked me on, bro. I'm like, even you can watch if you if you ever get the footage, watch when I'm running on. I'm like, slowly, like <laughs> it's like a walk jog, <laughs> pack on the side of the scrum, and then a minute later is like, <laughs> go on again. And Tikara Tuma, Tikara Tuma, he's like, Bo, what's up? <laughs> you just come on again. He's like, Who's this guy? What is he here for? Anyway, I get carried off from there. I'm like, in so much agony, I can't even walk. Yeah. Everything's cramped up. I'm telling the doc who comes on, is like, How do I stretch? How do I stretch? It's not working. <laughs> just carry me on, like, just carry me on and then dump me <laughs> just outside the line. Like, yeah. It looked bad because eh? I remember, I think I messaged after the game thinking you'd done like both, both MCLs. Yeah, everyone was like, something. are you all good? Man, <laughs> when surgery? Like, it's this cramp. Oh, uh, yeah, it was extreme. The next level cramp that you can get. Like, yeah, I don't know if everyone's anyone's used the tens there for rehab, like the. EMS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but so picture that, but the pulse on like off. all the time <laughs> on all your muscles. <laughs> Over your whole body. <laughs> yeah. So that's a debut I remember, and I got a lot of shit from that. Oh, fair enough. Um, but yes, I got my debut and still yeah. got the jersey. One thing you have taught me in my life is to not believe what people say. So you, <laughs> you told me. I don't know what year you told me, but you told me you had type 1 diabetes. Is that the one where you inject yourself? I think it's type 2. Oh, type 2 yeah. diabetes. And Not sure. Anyway, I've me. believed that my whole life, and I've even told people, oh, he suffers from cramp because it's because of his diabetes and things like that. But turns out you don't have diabetes. You were just talking shit one day, <laughs> and I've just well, run with it. We would always talk shit to each other, <laughs> yeah. and I, I couldn't believe that you actually took that and ran with it. I think it wasn't until we were at London Irish that you only finally clicked that I was telling shit. Because <laughs> I, I even told, I think it was as Kendall at the time, I told him that, oh, you'd, you'd be a real good sign, but just be careful. <laughs> Just be wary, he's got diabetes, so yeah. he gets cramp a lot. So I'll just run with it. I thought it was quite a sensitive topic, so I never really brought it up. Yeah. But well, yeah, actually, when I was younger, um, I had real bad chicken pox, bro. I would scratch it. I've got uh, my whole stomach is like scarred with, with that. Oh, true. And I used to, 
I remember showing you one. This is I showed, you I remember showing this is where I inject bone and I pointed to one of the chicken pop scars and you're like, oh man, you, I had you oh, from no there. Wonder, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much detail into the yarn. I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. Those that many years you believed it, I had. Yeah. So from then on, I basically don't believe. <laughs> I'm that skeptical on any sort of information I get. To the point where I like to do my own research if someone tells me something. and But it is amazing how much people believe I can throw off a comment to someone and yeah. like 90% of people will believe that comment even without questioning it. It's funny, eh? And you're just like, Special oh, social media, eh, bro? That guy's just run with that for the rest of his life and he thinks I'm <laughs> an all-black 10. <laughs> Not that that's the sort of yarn that I talk about, but yeah. if it was... Um, <laughs> So, where were we? Did you play the following weeks, or was it? <laughs> was it you so, the next week, yep. I was, uh, what was that? It was Highlanders. Yeah, we played oh, Highlanders at, um, in Waikato, and um, I didn't get on that game. Oh, yeah. Um, but I still had to... Cramp. <laughs> still had to do the... Uh, <laughs> still had to do the session afterwards, <laughs> and had a bit of cramp there. Did you? Yeah, they're always <laughs> tough, though, eh? But, um... And then the next week we played Stormers at home. So this is the week uh, before the team went on um, the overseas tour. So they they had Western Force next, and then oh, they yep. went on to Africa. South Africa. And so I was like, yeah, I'm keen to. And were you starting? Go. No. Oh no. Came on off the bench. the bench. Oh yeah. Um, but I was thinking in my head, man, if I if I play well here, yeah, uh, might be a chance. Yeah. Yeah. The I've never been to South Africa, I've never been to Perth. Yeah. This could be it. And um came on the last twenty minutes. Um and man, that's that that game secured my next two years, bro. That, your contract. That no, that twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I scored you a carved up I scored, scored a try, so another great try. Um, probably the only trial score like that, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I always watch it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was on the TV when I came in. <laughs> but yeah, so it was um, it was a pick and go. Yeah, and it was um, just just before the twenty-two metre line, and so I just went through and yes, the full just like got tackled and got up and yeah, Reached it got out. to the to the try line and there was, there was a whole pile up. And the ref couldn't see me putting it down. Oh yeah. But luckily for the touchy, um, he seen seen the grounding. And um if it wasn't for that it wouldn't have been a try. And if it wasn't for that, <laughs> I wouldn't have got two years, bro. You reckon? That try was that cemented it. it yeah. Oh, what a try. So um turning points. The next two years were a bit of a, the same story with injuries, bro. Yeah. Um I I, I suffered a lot from, from concussion. Yeah. And just yeah, it was funny because I never, I've never done my knees or ankles before this prior yeah. to, to making the Chiefs. Yeah, and it just all came at once. Eh? It was like every time you got a, every time you got a shot, eh? it felt like you'd get yeah a bad injury. So the next year, um, the next year, um, I started uh, at the first game. No, the second game. Sorry. Yeah, we played the Blues. The next next week we played in Taranaki against the Brumbies. And I got to start, and the first two minutes, I got injured. 
it was um so it was a knock on by Tavita Kondrani. Yeah. And then he went to dive for the ball yeah. and I was in front of him. He dove into my ankles and Did the ankle gone. Yeah, so that was an another surgery and I was out for the season. But that year I was was the best I've felt. True. In terms of um, fitness and strength and yeah, um, gutter day. Yeah. So how have you dealt with injuries? You've had heaps throughout your career. What's been what's been your process to get through those and keep grinding? Um, I've yeah. My foundation for my mindset starts from young age. So from mum and dad. Yeah. So everyone out there, I'm I'm Tongan. And for most Tongans, um, the fun, uh, our foundation is is built on Christianity, so yep. our faith. Yeah. And I guess having that, bro, and mixed with the attitude of not giving up, yep. and um, just working hard, um, just enjoying, I guess, the process, bro. Mm. For me, it was. It's never. It has never been about making big teams. For me, it's been enjoying what I do, like love what I do, and and doing it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And if I do that, that will come. Obviously, I've had goals, mm, mm. but I've never always looked at the outcome. It's always been. Um, Freaking enjoy the process, man. Yeah, and good or bad. And 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 um, and kids these days don't understand that this is the process. Like you get injured, say someone's injured now, or I'm, you know, my injuries. That's just part of the process. Mm. Okay, you can't you can't change it. What are you gonna do to get back like that? Um, that. That really motivates me, you know, yeah. that process, like, um, um, the setback. What, what am I going to do? Yeah. Do you know that? Mm, yeah. How am I going to get back to where I should be? Yeah. And that process, like thriving in that and enjoying that, um, that's what's helped me to get back. Yeah. And every time, every time I get injured, that's it. Back I do that. Process. That's the process, like, um, and obviously now, with head knocks, you know you can't take that lightly. Yeah. And well, I've got kids now, man. And if I if I had kids back then, bro. Yeah. And got a head knock, I probably wouldn't wouldn't play. Yeah. So you were playing with concussions. I was playing with concussions, oh, yeah. like not um, obviously not recovering yeah. long enough. Yeah. Like. You talk. You talk to people that are like, I've had five months off or four yeah, months yeah, yeah. off. For me, it was like a matter of two weeks or three weeks. Yeah, and back. Even though you still had symptoms, or were you actually feeling all right? Well, the thing is, you can lie about that, bro. Oh, hundred percent. But for you, yeah, like, for me, yeah, you were you were lying because like mm. I wanted, wanted to, to get, get back, back and I wanted to, <laughs> you know, prove yourself. And I like it goes back to that. I wanted to make my. Like I didn't want to let my teammates down. Yeah, and they're all like intertwines, bro. Like it's cra- crazy, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, so n- so now I'm still playing, um, and th- like a lot of people are saying, man, this coronavirus, 
you know, twenty twenty is no good. But for me, it's it's been a blessing in disguise because I've had I've I'm stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm I'm here in New Zealand. Yeah, what a beautiful place to be. Yeah, with my family and um and it's giving me a, my body a chance to recover fully. Yeah, and um. Yeah, bro. If if I get injured, if I get a concussion again, yeah, I'm not gonna try and push it. Nah. Well, you didn't, did you? Because you got one in London at London Irish when you first yes. arrived. So yes. um, that was everyone was pretty excited. I remember because I had a bit of a little bit to do with you getting over there, and I remember like everyone watched you train the first time you arrived, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Whoa, this guy's got something different about him. He's fast. He's explosive. He's edge forward, and he's." Um, he could add something good to London Irish this season, and then you got your wee chance. You got a game against um, someone in one of the Challenge Cup yeah, games. London Scottish. Stuff. London Scottish. And how did it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after Chiefs, um, uh, yeah, went over to London Irish. Um, all helped by you, obviously, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, mate, you needed to be yeah. signed by someone. But yeah, got over there with my family, and um, it was it was a it was a medical jockey, eh? Joker. So Joker. So is that what you call it? <laughs> medical. What's medical jockey? <laughs> I think it's a, they're on the back of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tongue and horse oh, race. Fresh. <laughs> um, yeah. So went over there. Late uh, late January, so you guys had had already started, yeah. Um, and uh, this game, this next game was to cement my next year, sort of thing. Mm. So you know, I was I was keen. I st- was starting at eight, um, and just after half time again, uh, ten minutes into the second half, it's your danger time, eh? Yeah. I I got a head knock. Mm. I got tackled and just like flipped. Whiplash. Whiplash. Boom. And that was the worst one. That was the worst out of all of them because um, I, I spewed up. Spewed up. What, when? Straight away? Or when did well, you spew up? Yeah, when I went off. I had oh, to go spew. Oh, yeah. And just, yeah, I, I could I could remember where I am, where I, where I was, but um, yeah. anything prior to that, I, I couldn't remember, man. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I had to had to stop playing for a good two months. So, London Irish a- actually um, organised the appointment for me to go see the neurologist over there, and his recommendation was, yeah, two months, nothing, nothing, two months of nothing, because that that was. My fifth concussion within twelve months. True, that's heaps, eh? And um, yeah, for for most of you guys that don't know much about concussions, that's that's a lot. And um, yeah, that really brought it home for me. Like, man, what should I do? Like, we only just got here to London. Yeah, I've already like I've planned like like I've seen. You know, I've envisioned like we're going to be here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And for that to just be out the door within an instant, um, yeah, it was pretty scary. And um, yeah, 
that that point in time, I was like, I'm going to give up. I'm done because we retire. I'm going to retire because I'm. We just had our we've had our first boy, firstborn, yeah. um, Makai. So he was only ten months. Yeah. Um. And people without kids, man, that yeah, yeah, it makes your decision easy. Yeah, I'm going to go back. When but when you have kids, there's more to life than just rugby. A. Eh? Um, it's not worth it. I want to enjoy my older days. <laughs> I want to <laughs> run around. You know, yeah. I don't want to be in a wheelchair and yeah. be paralyzed. Yeah. Just because of a game, like I know I have to to um, to make a living for my family, but there's other ways, man. Yeah. So getting that out of my head and having a um, you know, I had a good cry about it, as you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that really cemented my decision. Oh, yeah, I was going to go back home, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't. I had obviously we have that certificate in applied fitness. Yeah. I didn't have anything else, bro. Yeah. It was scary. I was shitting myself like, man, what am I going to do? And that just put me into a state of like, man, that's where depression starts to kick in, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, lucky enough for my faith, like, you know, as I said, you know, it's, it's going to get better. And, um, and I, and it did a couple, like, not, no bullshit, bro. Like a couple of days later, I got an offer. From the team that I am at now, Mazda, Hiroshima. Um, And to be honest, bro, I was like, nah. Yeah. But then. Because of the head. (laughs) Because of the head, bro. Yeah. You still, what, were you still getting symptoms or nah? Not really. Uh, I was still recovering. As in, what what do you mean by that? Like, so, yeah, so I was just, everything was always a blur. Each day you wake up, it's like, you're in a dream. Everything's foggy. You're not really thinking clearly. Okay, um, definitely little, got something. Like the little <laughs> little things, like um, Makai crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it would just be like, Argh. yeah, yeah, angry for no reason. Yeah, and that's that's ugly, man. Like that's when you know. So you were still having that when they sent you this contract. Yeah. Were you? Um, but then. Cash. <laughs> I said to myself, "I'll give it one more go, even if it's one one uh, one year." Yeah. Because all all the contracts that I get are, are all one year contracts. So most of the um, teams over in Japan are one years, but unless you're a, like a James Marsh or a All Black, um, you obviously get two or three. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. So I've been there three years and. Um, each year it's been hard because it's like I don't know what I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna re- get re-signed next year. Yeah, and th- and that's the yeah that's the scary part. You've got to three. I only got two. <laughs> I didn't get re-signed. They were two. <laughs> they they were worth five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. So you went over there with symptoms, and then how did you? How did that happen? Did you when you, when you played? Yep. Did you still have so, symptoms? So that was May, bro. May and June. Mm-hmm. So there was two months until I I had to go over to to Japan. Mm-hmm. So we came back here and did our visas in New Zealand. And um, yeah, I recovered. So within I guess a couple of weeks, 
my symptoms started to go. Just looking at the cash. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess just offer. being here back in New Zealand and having, um, you know. A bit more help. A bit more help. Um, you're around family. You're around people that care about you, and that really helps, eh? And, um, and that was lucky for me. So, yeah, we, we took off to July, uh, to to Japan in, um, in July. Yeah. And um, and we loved it, bro. We're obviously, we're in, we're in the second div, so it's the top challenge league. Yeah. Um, but the rugby's pretty good, bro. Yeah. And um, the guys are always, they're always willing to learn, eh? I guess a sponge in a way. They they just want to soak it up, and yeah. anyone that comes, whether you're a super rugby player or whether you're a club player, if you're a foreigner and come, they always want to listen to what you want you what you have to say. Yeah, and um, they follow it to a T. Yeah, um, and the craziest thing about your team over there is you only train what Tuesday Thursday nights, like pretty much like a club team in New Zealand. Yeah, day. so it's pretty much just club. Um, schedule but getting um, paid truckloads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how good! That's perfect retirement. <laughs> rugby, bro. That's what you want. Because um, yeah. I know myself, I'm not, I'm not trying to get higher honors. I'm not trying to get make this team or that team. I'm, You're at that point. I'm at that point where I've I've done. I'm happy with what I've done. Yeah, and it's it's now to to cash in and and. Um, and a lot of people be like, man, he's he's making a lot of money, but I've worked for that, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> put your body through a no, lot. It's been how many years since of yeah? It's been how many years of grind and yeah. disappointment and and for that to finish like this, it's it's the cherry on top, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, so when did you set? You've set up a F forty five business in Nelson and Richmond. So when did you set that up, and how did you go about that? Yeah, so it all came come into twine with with the thinking of like you know what what am I going to do? Was well, this when you come back from yeah. London? You were so, like, oh, so I was I was thinking of something. Yeah. Um, but when we went over to Japan, I got the opportunity to um, to join forces with um, my brother and sister in law um, to start up a F forty five gym here in here in Nelson. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, what a blessing, bro. Mm. That's awesome. Like, yes, obviously, yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, and that was in that was our first year of, uh, in Japan. So lucky we signed that contract. Yeah. <laughs> it's helped us um, in terms of loans. Yeah, yeah. To 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 get that, and um, and we've, yeah, we've been lucky enough to open a second one that same uh the next year in november so in 2018 uh we opened our second studio in town so yeah have you found it have you found being a business owner and oh it's yeah definitely hard is that yeah. yeah it's hard um but i've learned so much yeah i've learned a lot man it's this there's it's been probably more downs than ups but you learn from it, and that's just business. If you people in business, that that's that's normal. You're going to have your your um, lows and highs. Um, yeah. But at the moment, we're at a good we're at a good position. You got through COVID. Got through COVID. Um, 
and thankful for for the um, government subsidy that we've <laughs> got to keep our awesome um, awesome um, trainers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's we've had to have uh, a few um, limit the class numbers just because we're in um, level two. But um, apart from that, it's um, it's going steady, and um, yeah. Yeah, Any um, discount for the Waterlad listeners around listening? Yeah, so um, only for Nelson and Richmond. Oh, yeah. Um, because, yeah, if, uh, F45, obviously it's a franchise and there's a lot of gyms around New Zealand. Um, they're all privately owned, so yeah. we can't get all of you lovely listeners to, <laughs> to get on this promo code. Try it anyway. But, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you sign up or if you give us a call... Um, and just uh, just mention you're a water lad listener, and you'll get a free seven day pass. Seven days for free. F forty five. Yeah, this is that is actually real good. That, That's hussing. It is good. So um, wow, geez, I'm honoured to be <laughs> part of that. So if you are listening, how good's that? Seven days F forty five trial. All you have to do is say water lad. Well, geez, we are going places and going there fast. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, yeah. So that's. Um, they can either train at um, in Nelson or Richmond. Awesome, good shit. And another thing you spoke about is was your journey and um, how you've you're going through like this journey of um, getting uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. um, this is one of them. Though. Yeah, doing a podcast. You would like you would never have come on a podcast previously. No, you, so. never. And I've never had to really think critically of like. Life. <laughs> of life, bro. Like I haven't had to talk like this before. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, to be able to sit down like this, and I think we should do more of this as like as friends, and that's for everyone, eh? Like, it's pretty cool. Can't explain, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My journey at the moment. Um. So obviously, what Jimmy said. Yeah. You know, feeling uncomfortable and uncomfortable, comfortable and uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So it goes back to when I was at the Chiefs. Um. Uh, geez, David Galbraith. Yeah. yeah. Was our um. Was our uh, what you call it? Sports. A mental skills coach. Yeah, mental skills Sports coach. Sports site. Yeah. Um, he's the man. But yeah, I um. I went and seen him one day. Just to obviously talk about because I'm like a quite a sort of shy person. Yeah. Well, would you say Tongans are like? We are generally, yeah, all Pacific Islanders are. Yeah. Like, obviously, it goes back to culture and, you know, being humble and... Um, Getting on a mic isn't really... Not talking to, you yeah. know, being respectful of your elders and yeah. not talking out of line. Um, but when you're in the in the rugby situation, that's out the door, you yeah. know. Back in the day when you could just go to the back of the room and mm. sit and not get asked, asked questions, yeah, that's yeah. gone, yeah. like... Now, as a professional, you, uh, you know, you have to talk, bro. You have to put your input in. Yeah. You can't just sit in the back like you used to. Yeah. And for me, um, DG would, would say, well, first start, you're going to sit in the front seat. Because uh, it, it at, um, at the Chiefs, um, you're in rows. So oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. walk in, you're automatically in the front seat. So yeah, yeah. You see all the islanders come yeah, in and they're straight to the, to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, he gave me a challenge. Well, 
from now on, you're going to sit in the front seat. Or like all the All Blacks, that's where the All Blacks, yeah. all the leaders will sit. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to, yeah. You're going to stay there the whole year and um, ask questions, put yourself in, you know, yeah. in un- uncomf- uncomfortable situations. And I did that, bro. And I think that helped, man. And so as I did more of it, as every the, it, as we had meetings and um, all that stuff, it, I never thought of it being uncomfortable after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's where I sit now. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm sitting next to Aaron Cruden or um, Sam Kane. Yeah. Um, I'm answering questions. And yeah. And that's helped me, yeah, helped me a lot through to now. Um, but I still, I still struggle with it now and then. Yeah. But just having that in the back of your mind, like then it's going to the next thing that makes you uncomfortable, isn't it? And like sort of yeah, up, upgrading that from sitting in the front of the yeah. room to something else, which yeah. is I don't know, like sitting on a podcast and having to talk yeah. about your life for an hour, or then going to something which is even more uncomfortable and just keep yeah. pushing that. So it's being the business owner and um yeah um. You know, I had to, you know, run the gym from when it started. Yeah. And I had to be a trainer. Yeah. Because I, I was the only one certified to, yeah, yeah, to be a trainer. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, the Applied Fitness certi- <laughs> uh, Certificate came, came, came in good use. <laughs> I might be coming around to you soon. Um, <laughs> so, man, I was scared, like, far out. But when it's your own, yeah, like, you're going to do whatever it takes, so... Um, for me, it was like a show, eh? Yeah. It's like a show, like... Performance. I'm not that... Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> but how's you it were. taping? You were. <laughs> I had to, like, You turned change. into him, yeah. You made this character. That's what you had to be. That's what you have to be when you're in that... Um, it's not... <laughs> it's not that I don't care, but, like... Yeah. You know, I just had to change with... Like, I couldn't be like, oh... Yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good day? Right. Otherwise, people are not going to become members. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you got to sell it. Energy. And, um, people want energy in a gym, don't they? Especially a <laughs> sort of circuit one like that. Yeah, and so you had to be really loud. You had to introduce the class and you had to tell them what you were doing. And um, you just had to interact. It's a different feel. It's a different vibe because it's, it's class-based. And they go for 45 minutes. Um, and you just, yeah. As I got started off being uncomfortable... Yeah. The more and more you do something, the easier it gets. 100%. And and look at it, like I, I get caught, still caught up for classes uh, now and then because someone's people were obviously get sick. That's life. Um, and just going in, and I just go back to you know it's showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. I love that. And that whole thing about getting uncomfortable, man. I think it's just so underrated. Like, I think it's it's pretty much the reason why I've set up this podcast because I was like, I wanted to do it, but I. Feared what people would think, fear yeah. how it would be judged. I uh, didn't want to get uncomfortable if yeah. I didn't have to, but then I just thought, oh, during that lockdown, it's like, yeah. stuff it, let's just um, do it. Who cares if people yeah, like bro. it or not? And just and that's another um, journey I'm taking as well. Like um, My Tongan culture, like I've been brought up Tongan, you know, no, I've, I'm fluent in Tongan. know everything um, about the culture and, you know how things are run, but I've never been to Tonga. Yeah, you've never been to Tonga. That's crazy because um, you've played for Tonga too. Haven't played you? for Tonga. Yeah, I've played three three games for them. Um, it was the best time of my life, bro. Yeah, it was unreal, and that was probably more. I've always, I've being a young 
rugby player, like five, I've always, I've never wanted to be an all black. True. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I've never even when you were like New Zealand nineteens yeah. and stuff. I've always, I've always, um, I've always um, cheered for, like always cheered for for the All Blacks. And yeah, yeah. Like I want them to do well and everything. But when it comes to Tonga, yeah, it's a different feel. Like that's cool. It, right? It's a deeper meaning for yeah. me. Like for me, I've always wanted to play for Tonga. Yeah. Since I was five. True. And for that to become uh, reality, bro, it was. It was it was unreal, and um, yeah, getting a bit teary thinking about it. Like that's, that's how much it meant to me, right. and um, yeah, like just seeing my dad being real proud. Um, he's he's a real stubborn guy. Eh? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. show much emotion, but when yeah. it, um, when I made the team, and um, this is my my sister telling me because um, they were watching my first game, yeah. oh, all our games together, yeah. Um, just to see um, his face or what he his expressions and like he was crying during oh, the true. national anthem and and all that sort of stuff. So oh, okay. um, he's not he doesn't really talk much about yeah yeah he doesn't really give <laughs> much, much credit like yeah. you know what I mean. You, but you know when you're done well yeah. because he keeps quiet. Yeah, <laughs> when you don't, he'll he'll be he'll like um, bloody Steve Hansen on you. <laughs> you know, he'll be all <laughs> But yeah. True. I guess you're seeing a bit more of that, especially in the league, like more Islanders going or leaving New Zealand where you can change mm. allegiances and play for Tonga mm. and you're seeing the passion that they have when they put that yeah. jersey on. So I yeah. guess that's a little bit how you yeah. felt. So my journey now is like, I, I do know a lot about um, Tonga, but man, um, my genealogy, my family, my whakapapa, like... Yeah. Like I don't know much about that, so I've been using that this time to sort of go over and, and talk to Dad about, you know, our bloodline and yeah. um, it's been awesome, bro. It's cool, eh? and um, yeah, it's really. I don't know. It's given me a. I, I've had that empty feeling of, you know, not knowing my family or like you know yeah. who I am, but um, having that having these couple of months at home and spending that with dad it's really um helped me a lot to feel i guess complete a bit and um it's given me the chance to not really i've always struggled with what people thought about me yeah yeah um and just dealing with that so my process is like trying not to focus on that negativity and for me it's just being it's gratitude, bro. Yeah. So being grateful for what you do have mm. and knowing that people that are talking shit about you, like, they don't matter. They're not in your circle, bro. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it's wasted energy. So if you're putting that energy into thinking about that, uh, that's not really a positive way to look at it. So yeah. if you just focus on yourself, focus on what, you're grateful. I'm grateful to be even living today. I'm grateful to yeah. have kids. I'm grateful to, um, to, yeah, just the simple things. Yeah. To be able to walk. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that can't. can't do that sort of thing. So for me, my focus is gratitude, think about me, and just block 
all that crap out. Um, I haven't had a lot of it during my rugby time. Yeah. But in life, yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, in terms of being a man of colour, like, yeah. like I said, when we first came down to Nelson, it's like, you're there in the headlights. Everyone's like, oh, who's that? I haven't oh, seen true. a brown guy before. Yeah, yeah. Did you get bullied or what do you, was it? Um, it's not, not bullying. such like direct bullying. But I remember to this day, like when I was 15 and the new old car park walked into school yeah. with my mates. Um, but yeah, we were just walking through the car park, bro. And then all of a sudden this old lady, she would have been in her 60s. It's just like, you guys will never amount to anything. Like Wait, straight a, off the just bat. Just a random. Just a random. And we didn't do much. We didn't, we were just, well, we would have been making noise or yeah, something. Yeah, but yeah. we're just walking to school, bro. Yeah. And maybe we weren't on the footpath or something. We were yeah, walking yeah. through the car park. But yeah. that really, like, really pushed me, like, in life. Yeah. <laughs> Even that little thing, bro. Yeah, like, I don't know. little moment. Like, mate, I'm not. Yeah, you don't. She know. said it to you, or she said it to a yeah, the group to us. Yeah, but I took that as Personal. like personally yeah. and be like, yeah. I, hope she, I hope she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know you're going to be so inspiring, eh? You're, quite a, <laughs> you're actually quite an ex- inspiring bloke, which is. Do you know what? Yeah. It's the um, <laughs> the Cuba Dupa. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the green bullets the going out. gone down really well, and I'm on to the Wellingtonian, which Jesus, just as good, so. So so delicious. Anyway, as always, we've gone to the um, Instagram questions. Um, got so many again. You were just <laughs> such a popular person to have on. Um, about two or three hundred came through, but I've narrowed it down to four. Um, this one was from Tasman coach Andrew Goodman. He asked, "Are you available for the Tasman season?" Um, obviously, with my contract over in Japan. Um, mm. No. No. But if it falls through because with if all it falls the COVID, through, If it falls through, yeah. Harsh. How good would that be? Even if I um, hey? if I come and sweep the sheds, <laughs> run the waters. Come <laughs> hey, bro. Is the sheds Just come in for the... Um, there's a few islanders in the team. I can come and be a mentor. Yeah. Oh, 100%, mate. That'd be good. Um, Man, I would love to go back. But I even play. like. There's been a few injuries at Loose Ford. I'd love to yeah. see you back out there. Last twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> call me the last twenty minute guy, mate. You you were famous for but that yeah. when you first started coming. If on um, speed. yeah. If obviously if the contract falls through, but it's obviously too late. <laughs> well, if it happens, it'd be good stuff. But yeah, I'll be keen to come in and um, present jerseys. Yeah. Next question is from Geordie. Who's the hardest hitter you've played? Hardest hitter. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've... No, I haven't played against them, but it was it was during rugby... It was during training. So it was when I was in the um, Igaletahi team, the Tonga team. Um, David Halaifonua. He's the fullback for, for Tonga. Did you play wing um, for Gloucester, that one? Yeah. Oh, true. So I was um, obviously the last five minutes of um, training go live. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, You'd be wanting to stay out of his way, eh? <laughs> I would be but in the stands. <laughs> I think um, I remember a video, seeing a video. It was the PNC Cup. And it was Sack Tolafo. Oh, yeah. Ex-Marco player. Mighty Marco, yeah. Um, 
picks the ball up out of the ruck and goes for a run, and then next minute, David comes in and just folds him does hard. It, does it. <laughs> you watch that, and then you know what I'm talking about. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, we have to have a look. So, yeah, David, David, uh, did he ever hit you? Like with a pad or anything? or Oh, yeah. Did he? The pads, yeah. You, yeah. And you can definitely feel just it. You see the iron shoulders through the band. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's when you know someone can hit, eh? When you're holding the pad and you're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> swap, swap. You just change the line, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Go. <laughs> Who's the back? Oh, he is a back. <laughs> yeah, bit more footwork. Yeah, anyway, the next question is from Yane. How did you get such big quads? <laughs> I don't have big quads. You got them massive, honestly. No. Uh, secret? Any secrets? Taro or... Yeah. Mm, nah. Nah, just F45. I don't know. It's just, yeah, F45. <laughs> F45 training, I think it is. I'm in for my week trial on Monday. <laughs> These quads need some help. F45, that's it. We've got seven <laughs> classes a day, um, ranging from um, 5, 10, 6, 9, 30, 12, 30, 4, 40, 5, 40. So oh. if you're keen, remember, say you're what a lad listening, you'll get a seven-day free pass. How good. Last question. This one is from Judith. Um, any advice for a young athlete? Yeah, like I said before, right, never give up and enjoy the process. That looks like, you know, getting up early um, when you don't feel like it, when it's a rainy day, going for those runs. Um, when you've got no energy to do anything, um, but you know you have to do something. Whether that be passings, running, mm. gym, do it and enjoy the process. If you enjoy the process, work hard at it, those things will come. Oh, wow. Hey, <laughs> that's so good. Jeez, I just want, oh, I should have made this way way more inspiring. I can't believe how good you are at this. That's him talking it up again. so inspirational, though. <laughs> Jeez, I wish I was a young kid again. I'd be listening to this. Because that, that is all 100% true. I couldn't agree with it more. Enjoy the process. Make sacrifices. Oh, powerful stuff. Anyway, that probably wraps that up, T. Um, really appreciate you coming on. It's been awesome to think that as nine-year-olds, we were playing for the Stoke Rugby Club. Yeah. Um, we've gone through this journey. We're now sitting here in these seats at the age of 31, reflecting on the careers we've had. Um, as I said, we've intertwined throughout our career. We've played t ITM, Super, mm. um, Japan, London Irish together. And um, it's been awesome sharing the journey with you and awesome reflecting on your journey personally. And um, yeah, really appreciate you giving up your time. I know you, you're not much of a podcaster, but geez, I think after this episode, you could probably make it a profession. You've been that good. So. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming on. Just for you, bro. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks, bro. Enjoy. <laughs> what a laugh.